Hello, people. Um, welcome along to episode five of Patriot Games. Myself, Martin, here in uh, sunny Scotland. Pierce over in the city that fought in Empire's capital, Dublin. They, we're going to touch on a few things tonight, talk about um, the last night's game, how atrocious it was, where we go from here, the fact that Kennedy should be absolutely nowhere near uh, the manager's dugout next season. And the potential of an English Super League and the involvement of Celtic in it. you keeping, mate? Ah, not bad. It's Groundhog Day, isn't it? With Celtic being rubbish. Bounce back next season, mate. They, uh, hopefully, Jesus, we would need some rebuild to do anything next year. I'm after that last night. I'm an eternal optimist missed how we can win that league next season how many are going to go out on loan anyway and the amount of players that we need to bring in and the level of manager to turn around the current crop that we've got anyway I don't even know I think we could be looking at them for another at least a year because we need a whole team a yeah. manager like Kamala's gone how we got money for him is incredible like who was watching him like we need well, you're just saying it's the same thing every day, but it's it's a whole new squad you need. And I saw a guy on a, it's 89 days to the first qualifier, and we haven't got anything in place. It's so worrying, but it's classic Celtic. Just you know who's going to play in the qualifier? It's like Beaton centre half and some random kid they can find. And then they'll come out and say that they've done everything within their powers to try and get us there, but unfortunately, it just wasn't good enough at the time. Yeah, and then we'll uh, get someone on loan after we get knocked out of the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Just to appease us, give some glamour signing to bring in at 12 at midnight. The, uh, I, last night's game, I, I actually watched a wee bit of the, um, the women's game on Alba. Um, I've only lament on it too much. Um, the, it was good, um, it was really nice actually to see that the game was played at Celtic Park. Phenomenal facility for them. Um, and again, more so the fact that it was screened live on air on Alba, so fair play to them. Um, it's got a long way to go. Um, I'm just going to be perfectly honest. The standard is bogging. Um, very, very, very poor. But um, excellent to see that the game's progressing in the right direction. Hopefully, the more exposure, the better the coaches and the better the facilities, the better the game. And hopefully, it will continue to go on an upward trajectory. But um, I watched about 35, 40 minutes there. Um then I went over to Petodre, but Selig were just absolutely awful last night. Just so far off the pace, it was just unbelievable. And they they, they should have actually won by a few goals. Um, they, they missed quite a few good chances. Um, we were just absolutely shocking. And my biggest concern was just the start of my living. He just not learning any lesson, putting his ego before the team or the potential for next season. As far as I'm concerned, and I think a lot of Celtic fans wanted to see the loan players dropped, wanted to see a bit of an injection of some of the youth players, um, and just some of the guys that are just currently mercenaries, imposters at the team, just should be nowhere near a jersey. But I would rather play the kit man at the moment in front of Christie. He should be nowhere near that starting eleven. Well, yeah, even the team is the first place to step because Kennedy seems to be. He wants to get results so he can say in his CV, I've won X, Y, and Z games. And it's completely Definitely. contradictory to what the club needs. Play players. Like, who's there? Brown, what's the point? He's an Aberdeen player, shouldn't be playing. Um, Edward, yeah, I would never play him again. He should be gone. Play anyone. 
a Yeti, Griffiths, anyone. Who else played? The fullback, Kenny, he's just a disgrace. Like he, he'd give you hope that you could make it if he's if he's like the standard that can play football. Christy, another joke. I you can talk about how much I can't stand that fella for days. He's just even that I saw that I saw I only saw the highlights and then on Facebook last night there was a 45 minutes of the first half and that one he skied over the bar. That was harder to do than yeah. actually score. But it's just I don't know anymore. It's just they're meaningless friendlies. The sooner this ends, the better. See how much so many of the players just do not want it, just not interested in the slightest. There was one glimmery hope that I took out of last night, and that was the lung bursting run for McGregor in the second half to chase down uh, Hayes. But Hayes had a really good game, actually. He was the best fullback in the distance, which, to be fair, wasn't it hard considering he was up against Taylor and Kenny, who, by the way, are two of the worst fullbacks I've ever seen at Celtic in my life, ever. Um, <laughs> it's, it's actually, it pains me, but it's kind of funny now as well that they still got a game. Like, <laughs> Taylor makes a mistake in the second half, right? He's the ball away on the edge of the box. Hayes is off. Bolts in a straight line towards uh, the 18 yard box. McGregor does a gut burst and run, puts a bit of pressure on him, and the ball goes into the hands of the goalie. Taylor doesn't even make, try and make a men's phrase mistake. Stands there, watches, <laughs> saunters back, no effort, no energy. McGregor was the only runner. It was just pathetic. Like, we got run all over. They had missed a few really good chances. Um, Ferguson probably the most noteworthy one, but... I was a sitter, yeah. Brown nearly got his first yeah. assist. Yeah. And, um, aye, it just... There was loads of, there was loads of mistakes, um, turnovers in possession, players making slack passes, just no interest in Christy. I, know, I mean, you could probably criticise him all night and all day, but he is just a joke. He's an absolute shambles. He clearly wants a way. Why play the guy? He sees him every day in training. And I, I mentioned, I tweeted about that yesterday. What you said was Kennedy last night. That was all for ego. That was because he went to a bit to try and get a result, try and salvage some credibility out of this absolute car crash interim um, managerial stint at Celtic. And he wanted to be able to come away and say, oh, I went to Aberdeen and got a, a win. We, we should have been playing players last night that have actually got a hope of doing something for us next season. Like, why are we playing, why are we playing Kenny? Uh, play any system that makes sure he doesn't play. Make sure he can't be on the bench. Make sure that he can't go on the bus to Aberdeen. Play one How of the women's players. Anybody. Play anybody. Play play an under-14 player. Play whoever you want. Just then he play him. He, he is so bad. How? How? One, how did he get scouted to come to Celtic? And two, how is he even on the books at Everton? He is oh, I don't know. an abomination. He went to, to the Bundesliga as well. He, he, was, he must have some agent. Yeah. But yeah, like that thing, what was that one change from the weekend? That was Beaton in yeah. for it, it reminded me of we that. lost to Ferenc Varus and we didn't play anyone up front. Yeah. And then three days later, Lennon plays the exact same team. It's as if like to prove a point that I like, was right to play that team the other day. Yeah. It just it, people for months have been talking about how Kennedy uh Kennedy's not the same as Lennon and things would be different if he was in charge. And remember all the pictures of him were like looking sad and angry on the sideline. He's clearly as a fault for everything that has gone wrong with that team. He's been there 17 years now since he got the injury. Yeah. You don't owe him a job. There's a lot more people who've given more for Celtic and been treated horribly. I don't know why he's somehow different to anyone else. 
he's got tenure because he's got a bad attack for Scotland. The, it seems madness. And the, the people do say he's a good coach and all that sort of stuff. He definitely isn't a manager. He definitely can't set a team out right. He definitely doesn't have the tactical nouns or the understanding how to get the best of the players because they look despondent. I mean, half of them weren't even interested in running last night. They just didn't look arsed in the slightest. I, and I know that people will say oh, it was almost a dead rubber game. As far as I'm concerned, and it sounds a bit sort of romanticised, you're still playing for Celtic Football Club. Like, you're still putting on that jersey. You're still representing the club. You should be giving you everything. Absolutely bursting guts. Bare basics. If you're making mistakes and having a howler and you're not playing the ball quick and playing it right and you're making make up with that with effort. You have to make up with that with attitude and desire. And that also comes down to just personal ability. Just an understanding in your own professionalism. How much do you want it? Like, they players are a shadow of themselves and if any of them are actually agitating for a move, they're going the wrong way around it because at the moment, I don't know who would be coming in with decent bids for half-day players because they're absolutely ranked on. I don't, I just, I just don't know where they want, or where they think they're going. Edward, who's going to touch him the way he's been playing? Like, scouts, scouts only watch the games against them and he was terrible last on Sunday. The last game mm. of the season, someone's going to be watching the France under 21, so he's two years too old for that anyway now at this stage. So it's as if he's, he's playing against kids nearly for him. It's, it's I don't think I don't think it's even rated that highly. I think people just get excited. Oh, Edward scored again. Like another penalty for France under 21s. <laughs> How did Dembele no play when he came on? Uh, he's done all right. He only got 11 minutes. Um, he was a live wire, put two good crosses into the box. Um it, to be fair, he never really had any time uh, to do anything. But it looked okay. At least he, uh, he looked a bit more interested than most of the players on the pitch. Um, I guess play, games like last night, that's designed for boys like that. He's not played all season. He's clearly not happy. There's a lot of young laddies that are totally despondent in the moment at Celtic. Um, I mean, some of them need to go. That awkward flex should be nowhere near the club. But there's a he few of them. How bad is that, eh? <laughs> that is just diabolical. Like that, you should be sacked to the club for that alone. But games, games like last night, the games are dead rubber. Just play the young lads and just see what they can do. See how hungry they are. See what a level of ability they've got. See if they can compete at that level um, and stand out. You're never going to be able to tell giving them ten minutes. Like the game is a joke anyway, and we're chasing an equaliser until the last kick of the ball. Um, just. It's hard actually. It's hard to be positive at the moment about Celtic because it's so bad. Um, for me, Griffiths would be nowhere near the team either, purely because of his attitude, his lack of professionalism, what he's done on his return, not being able to come back. But I can just set the tone at the start of the season as well. That whole no coming back, being fit for a bleep test. I mean, that's bare basic stuff. Um, it just kind of shows you the the level of sort of decay that's set in at the club and the accepted sort of downgrade in his standards. And that started the day that Rogers left. All that hard work, all the steps that we took forward. Like, I mean, I know there were only two games, but we were at a standard for a while where we competed. We, we, we had a really good crop of players. Drew 3-3, then 1-1 against Manchester City. If, we, if this team played them now, be a cricket score. Um, and that was a team at the time that had, had 11 games in a row in Premiership. They were on fire. Celtic, Celtic scored against them each and every time we took the lead. It would get, it'd be a rugby score against them. Oh, because remember, even uh, after the, the treble treble final, we were talking in the pub saying, 
like the Seville team would still hammer that treble treble team. Could you imagine what yeah. they do with that team now, or even what that treble treble team would do with that? It would be the cricket scores. It would just be just, they don't even do anything. They've no, no no sort of attacking prowess. They can't score a goal to save their lives. I know Edward scored a goal that was onside, but what else would you expect there? But Aye, just... that, that was our goal. I thought he was a bit a yard on side. You never got to see the angle for the linesman, but he looked a bit a yard on side. He was, aye, that was a bizarre decision. Um, but to be fair, over the piece, um, I didn't actually even like saying this. It makes me feel physically sick actually saying things like that, but they certainly never deserved to win last night. Um, I thought, if I'm being completely honest and trying to get a balanced opinion, I thought Aberdeen probably deserve to win on balance sort of chances created. Um was misfairly in possession stakes. Wasn't there too much happening in the middle of the park. A couple of the players were physically frustrated, seeing Turnbull have a wee kick out and things like that. But the whole game you can just see it's just there's just a complete lack of harmony and the cohesion in the squad. And um there's just so many fundamental problems that need to be rectified. And that always starts with a good manager. You just see the difference it's night and day between like Rogers to now, it's just astonishing that it's been a fort to happen at the club, um, and we've regressed massively. But I don't envy the person that's coming in. What a job he's got on his hands, whoever it is. God knows who that's going to be at this stage because it's radio silence from Celtic. You don't hear shocking, eh? And oh, it's six, eight weeks probably since landing gone. Less than a month till the end of the season, and ninety days to the for his qualifier and there's nothing and there's going to be a whole squad of players there seems to be no planning but I'm just worried that they've missed got that Rogers will go to Leicester Howe will go to sorry Rogers will go to Spurs and Howe will go to Leicester and we'll end up with Roy Kane you just trying to make me depressed isn't it if you're saying <laughs> the, uh, I, I don't I don't know. They um I don't I don't I don't read tabloids per se either so I'm not really keeping up to date with the current speculation a lot is just to sell papers or, or sort of like stimulate betting patterns. But um, I mean, you look at Aberdeen. We played them yesterday. They let go in McInnes. Was it eight years McInnes was at the helmet for Torjay? Yeah, it must have been eight, seven, seven right? Yeah, because he was there when they won the, the League Cup. So that was like 2013 yeah. or something, yeah. So say uh, eight years um, <clears throat> and then he goes. They know their business, albeit I know that they've got that link to Atlanta with McCormack. But they'll go and get their man straight away. Um they build their backroom team around them. They've got Scott Brown essentially tied up at the end of the season. And then they take your man for the English setup, this the uh, striker coach. Oh yeah, we, I saw that, yeah. Yeah. That's a bit of a coup, by the way. Um, yeah, I've seen him in that soccer M actually. He was class yeah. finishing. Ah, he's a good finishing coach. Couldn't he play football to save himself? Was he not Kilmarnock and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, I think Murder. he was, yeah. Um but ah, he's done really well in his coaching game. He seems to be respected and he can't be that bad. He was telling Harry Kane how to finish. But anyway, they um, they just get their work done so quickly, so diligently, so professionally. And in direct comparison, we, we're all scratching our heads saying, who do you think is going to come in? Not got a clue. The fans are completely and utterly blacked out by the board. You know that they're going to probably hold off for a week or so, try and announce something, because they're going to have to think strategically now about how to drain us again of money as cash cows for the season tickets. Um, and they'll try and buy a couple of headlines but I don't know it's quite worrying actually um, not necessarily even just in the fact that we don't have a manager just the, the size of the task is Herculean when they come in the amount of like loan players alone 
Many lone players are away. Is it seven? Yeah, trying to think. Two fullbacks. Yeah, Duffy. Elinousi. Elinousi. Um, That's four. Um, Brown's not alone, but he's away. Clamalla's just left. Who was the other ones? Uh, probably some around non-descript players that are kind yeah. of... Um, aye, my brain's not working now. Um, so, well, they, they four are away anyway. Brown's away. Clamalla's just left. Edward will be off in the summer. Potentially Griffiths. There's a lot of talk that he's actually going to go to Aberdeen with Brown. Um, Christie will be away. I'd say Ayer Christie's will be 100% away. Christie's 100% away. I think, unfortunately, I think Ayer will be away. I'd love them to stay. Um, then you've got the keepers. All three of them could leave at the same time if they wanted. Um, yeah. I'd nearly, I'd give up on a Yeti at this stage as well. Uh, I'd give him a season under a manager, but I'm not holding it too much hope. But you need to give a lad a chance. Um, maybe with a different manager, you might see a different player. But I'd definitely give him a season. I don't think he's going anywhere because he's on a full-time contract. But um, oh, the size of the, the size of the job to overhaul it is just absolutely massive. Um, I mean, the two fullbacks, first and foremost, we're not going to go and get four, so we need two proper ones. Taylor will probably get kept as a backup. Um, right, well, back, Ball and back. I heard that, but apparently he's going to get sold to that Turkish team again that he's just been on loan to if they avoid relegation. He's well, he's been out injured, hasn't he, for four or five yeah. months? He he's, yeah. hasn't got it either. It's just I don't know what happened with the recruitment. Um, I, I actually, honestly, I, I find it just incredible. I, I've said to you this loads of things. I thought there was a player in Fringpong. I didn't think he was amazing. He lacked a cutting edge, and when he got by a man, his ability to pick a man out or he's crossing sometimes let him down. There's definitely elements in his game he could have worked on and improved, but that'll come in time. He's just a young laddie. He had the raw enthusiasm, the natural ability, and the pace to, to succeed in the game. And, um, I think that's all he had, though. He goes, pace. Yeah. Even after the first... He looked good because he was quick and he was fast and he was a small little player. Yeah, you can beat him. Then teams seemed to just uh, and then he was every single team's kickouts was they'd play yeah. out to their left wing on top of him to put a big guy out there, and we never seemed to come up with a plan. To... Yeah, yeah. I spoke to you about that a few times, and um, people, I yeah, I, what my nucleus, my point was going to be, I was quite surprised that we got the money that we did from him, eleven, twelve million, what was reported. It was quite big money for a guy that had quite limited, quite a lot of limitations in his game, albeit a speed merchant. Um, but goes to the Bundesliga after us signing him for pennies on a youth. He was better than Robertson. Everyone said, ah, no way, because he played at Liverpool. He was far superior then, he's far superior now. We replaced the two of them with Kenny and Taylor. Like, he has a chance. Like, <laughs> what the only, do you do? Forward pass I've seen Taylor play was an assist to Johnny Hayes to run the pitch yesterday. That's why he plays it backwards. <laughs> yeah, I, he's just shocking. He is a car crash, a football player. His levels come on, like he needs to go back. Um, even there, he was fairly mediocre. He didn't even stand out as the best fullback. O'Donnell was better than him, so that tells you everything you need to know right there. But um, oh, I'd have just... him ahead of Kenny, and he's not even. O'Donnell's not the best, then, but he's levels ahead of the two fullbacks we've got. Yeah, but I, that's I, that's dangerous territory. I agree with what you're saying, but you know when you hear all this stuff like on social media and all that, people saying, oh, we should go for this guy, we should go for that guy. See, the short term is I'm like, oh, but he's better. You shouldn't be thinking... Oh, yeah, like, no, I wouldn't go for him. I just mean he, he is... Yeah, I know what you mean. No, 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 I know your point. I've spoke to you so many times about this, but 
like cast your net further afield. Like we we don't need to be looking in such a shallow pond in Scotland, thinking like is he good or is he good? By all means, if there's players that that are willing to come to the club and could improve us, then fine. But you need to be looking strategically. Where's it going to take us in two, three years' time? What kind of player can they turn into? Thinking of players like Steve, like uh, uh, sorry, O'Donnell and all that sort of stuff, he's just no the answer. Um, it's much the same, and he'd be found out at that level as well. He's found out at international level a wee bit, and he'd be found out at that level. Um, the only sort of player that I, I really thought has excelled that came to us was uh, Turnbull. I think he's been a really good addition. I think he'll kick on next season. Um, I think the boy's been good. Aye, but there's a player in the boy. He's a player. He's technically quite decent, and you can see a pass, and he's he's got a football brain in his head. Um, that kick out was just a frustration last night. He's just yeah, of course. Sick. Did you see him talking on Sunday though about uh, the dressing room? Just they all sat in silence after that was. I found that really worrying that they all just sat in silence after the game on yeah. Sunday. They, just, like, they, they should be screaming at each other. Yeah, like I thought back to that. You remember when we were talking about the situation with Martin O'Neill's team? Seeing that they they would have been near blows. They would have always been like square, like separate wee fights around the changing room, screaming at each other. What the fuck were you doing for that? What were you doing for that? Like having a go at each other and rightly so. They're just I've said this before, I just see a team devoid of leaders. I see a team devoid of characters and people. That's that's more now what we need to concentrate on anything. Like maybe we need to go and get a couple of players like a Robson or a Hartley. Maybe not necessarily the best player, but someone that'll galvanise the yeah. team and actually go and go and grab them by the scruff of the neck and ex- explain to them what's required in ninety minutes. Like, just a team of cowards. That was the one thing when Lennon got the job, I we we talked at the time saying he's just going to build a team of six foot men, but that's not what yeah. he did at all. He bought Julian, who throws himself on the ground. Some of the stuff he does is embarrassing. Right? The game at Livingston away when he got ragdolled by a feather duster. Yeah, but see, even all the time, minutes. if anyone touches off him, he goes down holding his head in his face, yeah. and he gets up five so minutes later. I think there's there's a lot of big wimps and cowards in that team. It's oh I. That uh, Arriba was bullying them on Sunday. The, 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 it's, just, it's hard, actually, to just dissect it. Like, the, the saddest thing is just to see the level of the demise. I can't think of a team, when, I can't think of a time, rather, even, not just a team, when we went from a position of such power, a position of such dominance, to yeah. just being a shadow of themselves. And, and I'm not talking over a decade or so. I'm talking just One calendar year. Yeah. yeah, it's thirty-three points swing since last Unbelievable season. what's happened, and people talk about like I was on that Goredo the other day, and the guy was saying all oh, the way that Lennon was sacked was a disgrace and all that sort of stuff. Oh, this season's been a disgrace. The way that he, the, the, the way that the, he was setting the teams up, the fact that we got knocked out by Saint Mirren, the fact that we got knocked out in the second qualifying round, the fact that we were finished with the lowest points in the group stage of the Europa League, the fact that we got beat eight-one in aggregate by an absolute team, the fact that we, we've been embarrassed in almost every game against that mob, the fact that we're currently trailing and the league was one, I think the earliest stages in God knows how long, it's just the season's been an absolute car crash, I would take it back I would say it was worse than Mowbray's times. So I would say this has been one of the worst seasons of my lifetime Oh well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Mowbray revisionist, I still think that was a team that could have done something <laughs> Andrew, I thought he was a great player. I honestly did. He was brilliant. That team was just that team was actually too soft as well. Take it on the chain. Yeah. That seems to be the team now. Aye, massive changes. 
who who do you want in? You still want who? What do you want? You, heard the you, the you keep your finger on the pulse. Just worried that the house ship might have sailed or that we're messing about trying to force director of footballs on some. But then again, see if he's trying to insist on his own boss. I'd walk away from that because you can't employ yeah. your own boss. So I don't know. So hopefully maybe somebody might sing in Desmond's face and you'll get annoyed and you'll remember that we play and he might give us a manager. Maybe. Maybe he'll get annoyed enough when he gave us Rogers. Yeah, that's if someone sings the sash in his face, we might get a new manager. If you're listening, Brendan, all is forgiven, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'll pick you up. He, uh, he wouldn't even. I don't even think. Even if he gets sacked by Leicester, say, he's still guaranteed a job in the Premier League. He'll never have to go back oh. down to getting the Celtic job again. Mate. What are you on about? Can he go higher than Celtic? <laughs> The pinnacle, the peak still is. The uh, not in football terms, but as far as I'm concerned, you come to Celtic Football Club, you've 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 made it. The uh, we'll touch now on uh, that exact point. Actually, where we go, the speculation today. We were just saying that maybe, maybe it's just paper talk. Maybe it's a slow news day. Um, I'm not even going to name their name, um, and I would advise no one buys the rag. But um, they give it out for free. I don't even know how they make money anymore. Nah, probably advertisement. I, I didn't click on the link these things because I wouldn't give them a click. But um, the I got the gist of it for the headline and I read a couple of things online um, for a couple of different journalists and all that in America talking about it. And, um, there's probably some weight to it. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a go straight away, but um, there's, I mean, it's been it's been talked about for so long. There's probably there's probably some plans in place down the line to take Celtic in that sort of direction. Um, before I go on a rant about my thinking on it, what do you reckon? What do you make of the situation? I think there might be something in something along those lines. Because I remember, it was the last season or last year, I can't remember, Desmond talked about how Celtic weren't involved in the Atlantic League plans and Desmond's still obsessed yeah. with this Premier League stuff. It's the only thing he's interested in. It's probably just because if he gets down to there, he can boast about Celtic to his golf buddies, whereas they don't care how Celtic get on in the Scottish League. That's irrelevant. But I, I don't I don't want Celtic to go and play in the Premier League because he would just be a hypocrite. Celtic fans give now about this thing for the last few days and then soon we got an invite to go down and play in that league. But I think I don't I don't think we'd play in Scotland forever and I don't I don't want us to if we're going to be left behind even further we're already a forgotten team the, any sort of European credentials that were restored under the O'Neill years are gone now nobody's nobody comes to Celtic Park and gets a game anymore it's just a it's like people teams look forward to come to play Celtic and the atmosphere and they just go and beat them the, our home record in Europe is atrocious recently when's the last time we want to get I know we beat Lille but Big games, we always... Champions League games are... Lazio. Lazio. Yeah, and a bit, but Fraser Forster saved the us game. there. He saved us that... He's, he was probably worth 10 to 15 points last year. That's the difference. Yeah. He's gone. And McGregor wins them points. Definitely. The, um, I was messaging you about the other on. Fundamentally, my position won't change. It might dilute in times and I might see some of the... 
the points for it, but fundamentally it's not going to change. I don't want Celtic to play in England. Um, I, I can. It doesn't take a genius. You don't have to be mystic, make this see into the future and understand what's going to happen. Celtic would literally have to sell their soul. Would be drowning in soup if we went down to England. Um, the hypocrisy would be stark. Some people might think it's good at the thought of playing teams like your Liverpools and Man Cities and Man United every week, but. Um, with the money that would come with the prestige of playing at that level and with the endorsements and corporate sponsorships and the TV money and all the rest of it, Celtic may well be competitive and, uh, and be compatible on a football level with these teams. And they're obviously looking at Celtic because of the size and stature and prestige of the club. But that's what, that's where Celtic falls short at the moment. Celtic stopped being a big club because we've not done anything on the European stage. We've not been relevant for so long. Um all we are is a big club with a big fan base that people rave about how good the atmosphere is. Um, like what you just said, the spot on. So I understand why some people would want it. It would propel Celtic to another level. It'd make it more interesting. The league's obviously done. The Scottish League, for as much as I love it, our away games at Tannadice and Petaudry and all the rest of it, Tynecastle, the inevitable fact is that Celtic is expected to win the league every year. It was a scandal this season how poor we were. But invariably, if we don't win it, they do. There's not really much of a challenge in the league. So I understand why people want Celtic to go out with the prism of Scottish football because there's not even money in the game for the other teams to expand or develop or compete. Um, but equally, there's probably an argument and Celtic would say, we don't have the resources and the finances to be at a European level, which I would disagree with in a Europa League context. But I do understand why some people are intrigued by the, the lure and the prospect of playing down there. But fundamentally, what Celtic means to me is so much more than just 11 guys on the pitch. And you would have to dissect the relevance of playing down there and the ability to be better as a football team on and off the park with what it would do to the fan base. It would, it would murder it. You would, what you would have is a Premiership 2.0. So yeah, the tricolour would go to Celtic Park. The songbook would go. The the understanding and the importance of what Celtic means to Ireland and what Ireland means to Celtic, the historical prevalence and the cultural ties and everything that goes with the history of the club would be diluted. Celtic would just become another club that were obsessed with corporate hospitality, obsessed with prawn sandwich fans. You would absolutely and utterly lose your soul and be under no illusions if you didn't conform to the sanitised nature that is the current premiership, how boring, monotonous, ugly it is sitting down, getting a six-pound craft beer at half-time, jumping about with a bunch of arseholes in a concourse and pretending you're having fun because you're on a camera phone, no atmosphere inside the stands, 90 minutes of overt commercialism with players on £200,000 a week. If you didn't subscribe to that, they would replace you because people would take the tickets up. Tickets would go through the roof, absolutely rob the fans. Um, it's a slippery slope to turning into a Man United. Absolutely not for me. But in saying that, what do we do? Because if you don't do something in time, like what you just said, it's so true, you do become an irrelevance. You, your Celtic will just continually fall further and further behind the pack. We're, we're, no, we're close to the Champions League pack. I mean, like we're, we're not even near the Europa League pack at the moment. We're, we're probably third rate at the moment in Europe. We're, I mean, we just got beat off a team like Berridge Varos. So, um, mm -hmm. tough one. Um, you're talking about like the dilution of the support and the, the principles. I don't think we're far off that now. 
anyway. Like, no, but the PLC, but the, the 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 fans are consistent. But the, the I don't think all support. the fans are like. I, it's a bit a of an exaggeration. Yeah, I'd say, especially yeah, the way sports only fifteen to take maybe three or four grand or thousand. The grand the fans, yeah, grand sixty thousand. I'd say it's split half and half. There's there's rare occasions where. I but. Like the Linfield game, like where everyone's up for it, but that that yeah. was just because people were, you know, roiled after the previous week's qualifiers. But I don't think, I don't think Celtic would change it. Like we're already out of touch with those players. Like they give nothing in common with the Celtic. Like we we talked to Tom Boyd there, and if you compare him to some of those Celtic players now, you have nothing. Like there's there's no link between Celtic and them. And then also, if we see if we went to the England English Premiership though, it would be an absolute police nightmare like imagine like Celtic oh, playing Burnley away like it'd be that yeah. episode it'd be Sunderland every single week it would just be a disaster for that'd be the best part <laughs> <laughs> the the for me though see what you were just saying I, I wasn't necessarily needing the whole support I'm not stupid enough or a revisionist enough to say oh like the whole of the support buys into the ethos of the founding principles they're overt republicans they're socialists they're x y and z I would say the vast majority of Celtic fans would probably be mildly sympathetic to it. I would say there's a core support of Celtic at about 20,000. If Celtic were in the, if Celtic were playing in the Lowland League, about 18 to 20,000 would be the game. The away support, every single week, you'll have at least 4,000. When you go to the games, it's like a social club. You see all the same faces, everyone knows each other. The problem being at the moment is in the SPL, or the SPFL rather, sorry, there's the fans are needed. They're needed because they generate the highest level of revenue for the football clubs. In England, it wouldn't be the case. No, it wouldn't the be. And, the, yeah, so, so what they would say is if you are on the party line and you're singing Republican songs or you're celebrating the culture of the club or you're engaged in political actions, for example, like in the North Curve and things like that, the things I think that are so pertinent to Celtic and the things that do stand us apart, like the match defined for Palestine, that would be absolutely squashed. What happens when we're playing City? I don't know, Chelsea away and the team refused to wear a poppy and there's banners all over the Celtic end. Every single fan would just get banned and then the guys that didn't toe the line, all that's going to happen is they're going to get replaced by someone that's really happy to come in, not say anything and pay 70, 80, 90 pounds for a ticket. It'll just turn into a, it'll just be a corporate machine. Yeah, I know, I've no doubt that it will but I don't think the club would see that as such as a bad thing and I think they would weigh up the risks the benefits and the risks and there's only if it's substantially in favour of going to the English Premiership if they could get there that, that yeah. it wouldn't be my wouldn't be my wish I would rather if we were to get out of the Premier League or the Scottish League to move into more of an Atlantic League where playing Belgian or Dutch teams similar clubs that have been left behind with minuscule TV deals but the, the Premier I don't even think the Premiership thing will happen I think it's all just paper talk really and it will be shot down straight away I don't think it's really a go I think Celtic might want it to happen and that lot would well I mean imagine them getting to play in a league called the British Super League that's like their dream (laughs) they would be all over that they'd have the cannons out for every single game (laughs) Brett's coming down the stand on ropes and all that getting clapped in the entire stadium what's the occasion it's August Definitely. The, uh, no, th- this is this is where it comes back, though. That chat we just had with the lads for FC United in Manchester, he was so on point. 
this is where the club and the fans are so detached. Like in a normal club, where or a normal even I didn't like calling football clubs businesses, but in a normal business, there would be engagement between stakeholder and owners. The biggest stakeholders at Celtic Football Club are the fans, and yet the fans wouldn't be engaged in it. I highly doubt we would be given a referenda and asked their opinion: Do we want to do this or not? It would be taken completely out of our hands. Yeah, it'd be com- taken completely out of our hands. It'd be absolutely no democracy, not even an iota of autonomy as far as the club's concerned. And the club, by that, I mean the, the support. The board would absolutely supersede us, um, be chasing the pound signs, and be under no illusions. If they see if there was actually credibility to this, they would bite their hand off for that deal. I mean, they would be off. Like, if, if they were saying, like, well, we'll give you X amount of money and we'll do this for you and you'll have a budget of 150 million on players, they'd be saying, catch you after, where do we sign? Yeah, if you like, give us an episode of The Simpsons where they dig up the town and move it. They'd literally <laughs> dig up the ground and, like, ship it down, Bye. To, <laughs> down to Manchester. Yeah, Celtic will, like, will turn into, like, a franchise, like in America, turn into, yeah. like, Shamrocks or something like that. And, Milton Keynes, Celtic or something. yeah. The, um, but it's so it's so sad the way that football's going. Um, but it, all the more reason why there needs to be at least get greater fan engagement. I think there should be a stipulation that even if fans aren't fan owned, they should have at least a fan representative that's that's um, elected by the support on the board, so at least their voice is heard. Um, and then going in a direction where you've got greater autonomy, so that the voice of the people that actually pay for the club are listened to. The problem being is if you did go to a format like that which invariably the way football is going, it's hard because um, it's a double-edged sword. You either say, like, you stay as an irrelevance, you don't have the players or the budget to compete in Europe where you would be seen, and you stay in a league that has minuscule resources, or um, or you go and chase the money and go into an absolute corporate hellhole and go into a sanitised shit league that... Um, where you have loads of money, but you have to absolutely sell your soul for a bacon roll. So, tough one. I like your idea. Go and expand on that because I, I know that we've discussed it and all that sort of stuff, but people listening might not be sort of privy to your concept. I know that Lobel and Desmond's talked about it before, but you've got a different... The Atlantic League, yeah. I, yeah, I like, have at it. So we'll pick, starting off, say, Scotland, Belgium, Holland, and... Just because I'm from here, I'll pick Ireland because that's made up to an all Ireland league soon. So that might pick up the standard here. But say you pick those four countries, five from each country, that's 20 teams. And at the end of the season, you're still, you're still up for a team can get relegated back to their national league as such. And then you still play in your domestic cups. So you're not just leaving like your domestic league behind. It's not like this the idea of that Super League where you just play your own things. Like, I think. For con- smaller countries that have got minuscule TV deals, it could uh, generate revenue that would give them a fair chance to then compete in the Premier League compared to their own TV deals because they haven't got a chance. It just it seems like Celtic are cannon fodder for the Premier League. I saw like someone from on Facebook. Well, Facebook's the worst for idiots, but there was a the other day and there was a fella saying, oh, it's good because then we won't have to play teams like Genk. Like, like Genk? Not relevant enough for you. Are Genk's fans not worthy of playing in the Champions League? But I just, I think it'll be much better than going to play in that Europe, that British Super League. At least that way, you wouldn't be at the mercy of Rupert Murdoch's Premier League. 
that's a fair point. Even the Champions League boils my piss. It's not a Champions League, it's a money league. England get four teams in it. That only one of them's a champion. The other three are only because they get cash. The same no, they're giving out about uh, sport and merit. And sport and integrity. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable hypocrisy. Like the Premiership ruined football and the Champions League compounded it. It's not a Champions League. It's not a European Cup anymore. It's a money league. And the only thing that they've just done with UEFA is just created a sort of a, a Super League style, but under the umbrella of UEFA, so they can. Oh, they can look after it monetarily. The whole thing's a joke. It just gives them more power. It was pretty, pretty impressive tactic, actually. Like, right, rattle the cages, make them listen to us, make them sit up, and then we'll get what we want financially. Um, it's like they, it's like greed begots greed. They're they're not happy with the sums of money. They're already the vast disparity they have with other teams. Like, what the Champions League's a closed shop. Like, how many teams can actually win it? Six. Seven max. Man City, Real Madrid. Barcelona. They haven't even won at Man City. They're, yeah, they're like PS- a European irrelevance. Yeah, PSG and Bayern. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, Atlanta got to the was it the semi-finals last year and yeah. quarterfinals, and then uh, Red Bull got to the semi-finals. But that's just a fluke. That's a one-off, and I, mm-hmm. I think that really rattles them. They're afraid that oh, somebody else might get in here. That's why we need to. Make sure that doesn't happen again, and we'll just pick who plays. It's just ridiculous. I don't even watch it. I, the Europa League is actually a better watch because the games are better. There's more big. Oh, you don't know necessarily who's going to win it every year. There's, I know it's about fast of the year, but everyone else, the games are closer. Anyone, even like teams, can go on a run in it. Yeah, I've said this to you so many times, right? And some people listening to this might disagree. But see, when I go in European away games, I genuinely enjoy Europa League games more, for starters, because primarily we're not going to get beat 7-1. But well, more, of, but right. like, see, see, for a fans, see for a fans' perspective, though, like, see, when you go to Champions League games, it's just embarrassing, like, literally embarrassing. Generally, the fan culture is fairly appalling. The better the standard of football, I tend to find, the worse the support is. And it's just absolute corporate hell. Like, most of them just sit and take pictures of the Celtic end for most of the game. And then when you go, and it also attracts the worst of the Celtic support, like the guys for the corporate boxes and the main stand and the north stand that then call go for a jolly and the work will pay for a trip. Whereas the Europa League, they're not interested. You just get the, it's just like the normal hardcore. It's the exact same four thousand you would see at Kilmarnock or Dundee United or Dens or wherever. And um, it's class. Go away, the the away support, sorry, the home support rather is much better as well. Standard of football is a bit closer aligned. That's probably a level. If we could actually get a decent manager and equip him with decent players, that's the sort of level that Celtic could compete at. Um, in relation to your point that you just made the other now about an Atlantic League, does the winner and the subsequent runners up, do they go and play in a European format like the Europa League? Uh, I haven't thought that. I haven't finished the business proposal yet. But I'd say, uh, no, I would say maybe just like the top. Maybe the, the the top five or top f- top five out of that would then enter into the or top four would enter into the European Cup. So the same as the top four in England, top four in Germany, top four in France. So I I will I would what? do a major overhaul of the Champions League. I would just have National League winners in none of that qualifying stuff here in, and also none of this where you can't play a team from the same country. What's that about? Well, I know what it's about, to make sure you get as many oh, the group stages from the one country to the same. In the later stages. Yeah, I would just go back to a straight knockout 
it's not seeded, it's not anything. And if you get someone, you're gone. Tough luck, get on with it. You know when they done that last year though, how much more how much more entertaining was it? They actually had to go for each other. Like they actually had a they actually had a pop each other. Oh, that was one legged, they were brilliant last year. Yeah, they were actually good to watch. Like this nonsense for like the home and away, it's just brutal. Just, I honestly I find watching the Champions League quite boring. I, I don't really actually watch it that much. And no, as far as the Premiership games. English football, I barely watch it. I met my mate Boyle the other day there, I was up at my mate Danny's house and um we're sitting in the garden and he gives us a belt and he says, You what he's watching the game. I says, Who's playing? And I genuinely didn't know that there was I didn't know that there was a cup game on that day. And um I said to the boys who used fancy watching this and they just said no, which I was delighted by. The uh, the the ballads went on and then we actually descended into a couple of hours of hymns, which was <laughs> incredible. But uh I, I I didn't I just don't have an interest in I don't have an interest in um in English football, I don't really have an interest in European football unless Celtic's playing. Um, if I'm being completely honest, I've found football of late to bore me. I think more so because of the fact that there's no fans there. It's just, it was alright yeah. maybe at the start because it was like good football's back, but now it's just kind of, it's just groundhog day. It's like absolute monotony watching 22 millionaires running around in the pitch in front of empty plastic seat. It's pretty grim. Yeah, no, I'm the same. I've, the last three or four years, I've actually, I, I used to watch it any game on the television but now it's just like oh, I couldn't be bothered because you just you know, the games are obviously naturally going to be drawn to the Premier League games are terrible many of those Liverpool Manchester United games are nil all draws they're always yeah. terrible games I don't mind the, like the first like couple of rounds of the FA Cup or something like that like yeah, if you've got cool. like Stevenage at home to like West Ham or something like that but um, but yeah like I would far rather watch a game in Alaba like Dunfermline versus Alaba I know people might laugh at that but I'm Genuinely being honest, I'd rather watch that than watch like Manchester City versus Spurs or something. Nah, it doesn't appeal to me at all. And people think you're like high or something for having that, but it's just it's it's not that good. Like I know it, it's you're made to think it's class because the stadiums are relatively full. There's the game's not even that fast, and it's still. I don't know. I'd rather watch German football. German football is exciting. The stadiums are all mm. packed. It's cheap. It's real. The games are good always answer. good. The German, I like the German style of football. That kind of club was playing for a year or two with Liverpool. It was, it was good to watch. Whereas the English game is still, I don't know, do they still? I think it's actually too similar to Scottish football. That's the problem. It's it's just like a, a better version of Scottish football. So there's no real point in watching it. They just market it so well, though. They're just incredibly oh, marked. They would have you believe that Burnley versus Sheffield Wednesday is the greatest match you're ever going to watch, and you yeah, must tune in at half past seven. Yeah, and it's utter fish. The um, most of the games are. It's just absolute drivel. Um, and then you you hear the how perplexed they are when they get knocked out by a team in Europe when they think that they've got a god-given right to steamroll every team to a final. Yeah. <laughs> they do the exact same in European Championships and World Cups as well. Sit there in like the first game, right? Who are we playing in the semis? Yeah, broken the flights for the final. No, it, it yeah, game, hopefully they beat the English, but um, just purely because of the arrogance that they'll be taken into the match and the fact that they'll expect the steamroll. Um, but it's sort of added. That. My my only hope when I ever watch Scotland is that the Celtic players do right and didn't come away with an injury. Yeah, but I do hope that they win that game. At least that was saying a good thing, not 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 to the 
you wanted. But remember when the Tierney was there, Armstrong, there was like five or six Celtic players starting every game. You were yeah. petrified they were going to get I know. Like, <laughs> if, I the club, <laughs> if, I, if I own the club, if I own the club, I'd sign a contract. Like, you don't play international football. Like, we pay you to play here. Like, that's like saying to someone, go and play with your mates at the five side. Yeah. Like, no, like, you're not going. Oh, but anyway, at least Celtic game playing this weekend. Can't ruin this weekend. Cup football, the um, uh, absolute shambles. The um, you can't even everything though. The um, our highs came to a crushing low, but yeah, they'll come back. The um, I I I I remember talking to you about this, right? Remember the day I came at the stadium, me and you were standing talking in the brazen. I actually thought it was a practical joke when Lennon was announced. Oh, when I, I, when I, I got on the phone, I was like, he's ruined. Like the, yeah, it was a joke. It was a cowardly thing to do. Because I knew everyone was on it. It was a bank call the weekend. Everyone was on a high. They knew it was yeah. just... Best time <laughs> to release it. Genius move. Um, yeah, because they... But when that happened, I was like, under Rogers, a good kind of thing will last forever. And I was sort of saying, like, we need to enjoy this. Like The only thing I didn't like about it was at points to sort of that against almost like what the Huns done during like their nine in a row like it was just like the expectation like this is just going to keep happening you need to fight for titles you need to win titles you need to you need to want them this season we were nowhere near so hopefully next season we see a massive reaction my worry is though that this, well the signs are not good um, we don't have a director of football if that's the direction we're going to go in if we want to get a top head coach we don't have a head coach and we need so many new players in Um Aye, we're just so far off the pace. Just brought in a new chief executive. There's so much change going on at the club that I, I, I'm not going to dismiss the season. It's not started yet, but I think next season would be a huge, huge task to claw that title back next year, just considering the fact that they don't have to do too much. I, I keep saying, they're not a great team, um, but equally, I'm not going to laud them applaud us because they're not, a, they're, they're not terrible by any stretch of the imagination. They're a well-organised, drilled team that know how to play in two systems and they're they're rigorous and hard to break down. That They work for each other like dogs. They're not a great team, but they don't need much in the way of improvement. They need maybe two signings, which they'll probably get, whereas we need an overhaul. Um, I think they'll get into the Champions so, League, I think they'll get through those qualifiers. Yeah, but you, you need, like... Like their team's got a sort of cohesion and they know each other and they're, they're, they've got an established sort of 11. Like, we're nowhere near that. So, when you've got a team that knows how, like, a system that they play in, sometimes you're maybe like three, four years at that team. Like, we, we need a total new team. Like, we need a new captain and everything as well. It's just, it's a lot to expect, I think, say, like, to get that title back next year. I think we might be looking at the year after, if I'm being completely honest. Even like saying that, but. I think there's going to be a lot of people who are still riding the Lennon bus to the end who will not give the new guy a chance. Like, What's with that? Eh? I don't get it. Like, you see, if the new guy loses one game, so they'll be saying, oh, he has to go. You all said Lennon has yeah. to go. And it's like, it's just not the same thing. Yeah, what did I say? systematically destroyed a winning machine. See, like, there, there's bail. Oh. There wouldn't be many more vociferous in my absolute hatred of what happened to Lennon at the time he was at Scotland. The fact that he received physical attacks, bullets, bombs, the fact that he was attacked in a stadium, the the revulsion that he was shown almost game to game 
the accepted level of sectarianism that was endorsed at times by the state. Um, there were so many things that was wrong fundamentally. And if the man's skin colour was a deeper pigmentation, there would have been justifiable outrage. But because he was Irish, no one said anything about it. But there's almost like, you have to do this almost defence now, like of Lenin. Like, you can't just like differentiate and say he was a horseshit manager. You have yeah. to be able to say, you have to be able to say, I do not condone what happened to him. And yeah, it's like you're being accused of being a racist. Yeah. Hey, well, you're against New Lenin. Like, no, not at all. As, yes, as a person, but not what, for that. What, yeah, what he endured is, was absolutely astonishingly bad and it still to this day should be a stain on the Scottish nation and the fact that it was, it was almost supported and facilitated by the state for these Neanderthals to physically and, and verbally attack him week in, week out. But was he good as a manager at Celtic? No. Should he have been sacked in October? Yes. Should he have got the job in the showers? No. Should he have ever been anywhere near even the caretaker job after Rogers left? No. Was he good enough to come back after getting dropped from Bolton and Hibs? No. So, why, like, he was absolutely shit. In the circumstances he went out with wasn't great. The, um, but we need to get real. They need, we need to get away from this, like, looking so close to home. If they're spending all this time, hopefully you think, right, they're going to get the right man in. I just worry that they're just going to go and get, they're just going to put a plaster on a cut and just go and get someone, like, short-termism. If it does well for a year, we'll give them another contract. I would, I would not be surprised if they bring someone in in that sort of capacity. One year rolling contract. If you do well, we'll give it to you because then they don't need a big payout come next summer. That's what Lennon was on was the one year rolling contract. And yeah. Rogers was on a one year rolling contract and then they gave him a four year deal. Probably because yeah. they knew someone's going to come from so or he'll jump yeah. ship. So he might as well get some money for it. But. And then he fled in the middle of the night. What, what, is it true that he was given, they said they got £8 million for him in compensation? It was £9 million for him and the management team and we replaced yeah. him. Unemployed guy from Hibs. <laughs> <laughs> a BBC pundit. He's on Sky now and all. He's, it's like fair. He looked good the other day. Getting a job, but uh, yeah, I don't know how he goes on the television because how he can talk about football and like say if he's talking about other managers making mistakes, it's laughable. Like, it really is. No, this is a guy that says he didn't agree with watching um, the game back, which is. Yeah. I just I, that was a one comment alone. I just couldn't get over. I used to just stand. He, he in the wasn't kid. even embarrassed about it. Yeah. Do you remember the podcast with Tierney and they're talking and they're they're like lamenting about like how good like Rogers was. Like he came in with this like really professional binder and he showed us all and sat the players down and discussed his philosophy. And he was talking about Arteta Arsenal. <laughs> what was Lennon like? He was like, I was really good at motivating you for games. He would shout at you and <laughs> say, "One set like." Get into them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please play. I know your hips fixed, but play. You need to play. I need yeah. to play. I know you can't kind of walk and you need an operation in America in a week's time, but we really need you today. Give me a good 60 minutes. Yeah. So, <laughs> this don't do your way game is the game. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, just, I don't know. It's funny what? now, but it's it's not funny. Like it's just. Same with Callum McGregor. Celebrated the fact he was the most overused player in world football. Oh, Callum's now played his 64th game this season. Who could have possibly envisaged that guy's burnout? He's absolutely wrecked. I'd say he was, that that four or five months when there was no football, I'd say he was lost what to do with himself. Or else, maybe, 
Lennon probably still had him out on a Saturday running, running up and down the pitch for three hours. Like, just just, just, <laughs> just go, Callum, just go. <laughs> You've got the legs for this, son. <laughs> You'll be burnt out. See, August, you'll be ruined if you haven't played 40 games by then. Yeah. The, uh, 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 there's a lot of change needed. Like, even, like, Rogers tagged on to that straight away as well with, like, over-dependency of players. Remember the quote about Griffiths? I don't want one striker that's scoring that many goals. Not that it's a bad thing to have a striker that's on fire, but just the fact that under Dealer we had one striker that could only score his goals. Um, and then Commons chipped in, but, like, he, he is a shadow of a player as well, Griffiths. Like, yeah. his, his attitude is just appalling. Like, justifiable the way that Selleck and commendable, actually, the way that they supported him through his hardship. And again, it's like going back to this having to apologise. Like, oh, yeah. well, I know he had a terrible time, which he did. And it was good that he was supported the way that he was. But I would have been thinking, like, strip it away for the emotion of a football club for a second. See if that was just your graph. They were a joiner or something like that, right? Went to your work. You would say, look, I'm really struggling now, genuinely. I've got massive personal problems. My mind's all over the place. Like, I just need a bit of time off. Like, um, I'm struggling with addiction and all that sort of stuff. And I've got depression. Can I please get some support? They give you it. They stick by you. They give you X, Y, and Z, all these different contracts and support. And then you come back and just decide, I can't be bothered. Like, his attitude since he's been back has been a joke. And I know if he, there's people that will advocate him staying next year, like, oh, he's got goals in him. 100% he's got goals in him. But his mentality is like, it's rot and it decays and it will spread in the team. Like, it's no good. He needs to go. See, uh... You see Kendi saying he's, he's gotten his fitness up. There's three games to go in the season. I know. <laughs> well, remember, remember Strachan, he was on Celtic Fans TV a while ago and he said, uh, if, if, uh, if, was it the game against Falkirk? If, he, if, if that was a fit league, Griffiths, he scores that. Like, yeah, it's April. What, that was Easter Saturday. Like. Yeah, like, what, are you, what is going on here? Like, if he's fit, like, there shouldn't be any questions. Like, See, when he scores, he should, like, last night, it's almost like, what could have been? Yeah. Like, where were you? Where were you all seasons gone? The goals. But he was, he's some player. Like it's like Edward as well. I know it's easy to criticise him. I think Edward's a top, top, top player. But he's clearly his mind's all over the place. He's just no interest in being at the club anymore. So he has to get a move for that alone. Um, he's literally stopped trying. I kind of thought it would have happened in January because of the fact he got a new agent. But um, he, he clearly doesn't want to be at the club. And is that a show to his face? Oh, it is. It's shocking. It's absolutely shocking. So, like, do you think, we do you think he was, do you think he was hindered when his pal left and went to France? I'm sure there is a bit of that as well, but there's no excuse for not trying. Like, yeah. I couldn't go. Like, I, you or me couldn't go into work and say, "Oh, my friend doesn't work here anymore," so uh, <laughs> <laughs> not really fancy doing this anymore. Like, <laughs> but uh, we were saying this on Sunday. Like, the best players all try. He, yeah, they're not gonna get somewhere. He has the worst about part of him is he's got so much ability, mm-hmm. and doesn't try. You see, if he, if if he had Craig Taylor's work attitude, because like, that guy, but then I got there, I go again saying like nearly you know, defending a fella for giving a hundred percent. I know that good enough. Yeah, that can't just be good enough itself. Like, like you could take any Tom Dick and out the stand, and they would run about. They, like they, they would give everything for selling, but that that just isn't good enough. You need to be good enough as a football player. Like, Edward, there's, we've always had players like that though. That sort of nonchalant style. Sometimes he thinks he's better than he is. That that sort of be cute finish he tried to do the other day there. Like he's such a good player. He's a match winner in his own merit. But 
for me, it was the bare basics that he never done right the other day. There's sometimes he likes to look to the left, hug the touchline, he can beat a player, get by him. He's never going to go like for run burst and runs. He's never going to like run channels for you and like try and get in behind defenders and all that. What he does, he's very cute on the ball, he's got very good close control and he's an amazing finisher. But usually the bare basics of his game is his first touch, his ability to turn the man. That's gone, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The other day I was like, what has happened? Like, like he looked a shadow himself. I was like, watching it thinking, all the good parts of your game, the, the things you used to, like, he could trap a tennis ball with his pinky. And he was like, he used to just bring the ball down effortlessly, like, fell onto his foot like a feather. That, that game at the weekend, he just looked lost. Like, I know he was isolated up front on his own. And the shape needed to change. We were too narrow, but just even when the ball's coming to feet, he's got a defender a yard off. He's trying to hold. The ball was like two, three yards away from. Yeah, uh, think he'll start next week, though. I think. Ah, he will. He shouldn't, but I think he will. Uh, I think. Griffiths has probably staked a claim for two up front. They'll probably do something daft and um, I, honestly, or something. Yeah, I just go full scale experimental now. Like, how's Soro not getting a game? <laughs> What's the point of Brown? Playing. It's nothing against Brown, but he, it, it, it's an empty jersey near It's pointless. It's benefiting nobody. And does he really want to be playing? I doubt he's. Give him half an hour in the last game of the season and get home to St. Johnson, and that should be it. He's not getting the send off he deserves in front of the support for the service he's provided. But that's but nobody's fault. Exactly. That is so true. But last night, what's the point in playing him against his future employers? No saying for a single second he wouldn't have given his all when he's still representing a set of jersey. What I mean is, that game last night should have been, right, let's see what other lads can do. Can they stake a claim for next season? How can we get these boys to a level where they play a few games, develop a bit of cohesion, understand each other's systems, and then that benefits us going into pre-season? Think much more more so than Ego, more so than Kennedy, much more so than the short-termism of now. Where is this going to help us or take us in maybe, say, three, four, five weeks' time? So does Brown fit the mold to play in that game last night? I'd say no way. I'd say he should have been watching in the stand or sitting in the dugout talking to the gaffer and all that sort of stuff. Like he was in, there was no point in him playing in that game last night. There's no point in half the team playing in that game last night. It was it was just ridiculous. The performance matched it as well. The performance was a joke. No one's gonna tell me that you couldn't have got even if we got beat last night, but some of the young boys excelled and you know stood out and really tried, I would have been happy with that. Because the league's done anyway. It was, you would have last night was, There's no it's, point in playing these fellas. Yeah, exactly. Just want the gain from it. Right? But Kennedy, I don't know. Kennedy's he has to go. He, people thinking, oh, you know, keeping him and Strachan on board. Get them so far away. All the Strachans. <laughs> he, even the other son who's the head scout. That's a massive problem as well. Like, what that's why that family got at the club? Uh, there must be some incriminating pictures on that laptop. The uh, I don't know how. I don't know how he's in a job. Have you have you checked his CV? You seen the clubs he's been at before? Ebbs Fleet Town. Oh yeah. Just, How's it like? His highest claim is Gunsford. No, was it not Peterborough? He was with last year. Is it Peterborough? Sorry, I The one thing I thought he would have done would have gotten us uh, Tony or whatever his name is, but that didn't even work out in the end. He was up as well. He has been on fire this season. That is. That is just madness, the fact we never got him done and dusted. But that I, that, that thing with Strachan, is, it just baffles me. He is a disgrace. Um, and Kennedy, as you say, I completely agree with that. None of this sentiment, like, oh, it'd be good for like the transition for old and you know that sort of stuff. 
He's been there for three managers. He's overseen this season, which has been literally a car crash. He's got to go. Catch after. Thanks for your service. See you later on. Best of luck in your managerial career. The, um, I mean, we've let go far more contributing factors, far more people that have given more to Celtic than John Kennedy has. So, I mean, if you can sack people like Tommy Burns and Billy McNeil, I don't see why you can't sack John Kennedy. Um, yeah. I try. The thing is, people saying, oh, you know, if, if we had won on Sunday, would he be in the running for the job? If they'd clearly rated him, he would have gotten the job when Rogers left, and they did. Yeah. So, why is he hanging around? He obviously, maybe he does have ambitions of being a manager, but go and do it somewhere. Yeah. Go and, he should have went to Hibs when he was offered the job. That's a very good point what you just said there. Now, though, the, um, if they did think highly enough of him when Rogers left, he'd have been given the interim job. He'd also been given the job thereafter if he succeeded in. The, um, the only good thing that happened for me the other day there out of that, that defeat, the only positive I took away from the fact was that if that was his job interview, he failed miserably. I mean, that was the worst job interview since train spot on the spud. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> I take pleasure in other people's leisure. The, he, he was, that, that's the only good thing that came out of it because what he'd done there is that he's just taken himself right out of the equation to even potentially be thought of in that mould. Um, well, has he done? But surely. Sure. How bad has this been? Like, <laughs> Lennon lost to Ross County in the game of the job. Yeah, that's true. Eh? And he hasn't lost a league game, I don't think. But we've been woeful. Well, we, we beat Livingston's. Far in the Livingston oh, game. Yeah, that, but that was, a, that was a friendly. These are all yeah. friendlies. These, they're all friendlies for next season. The league doesn't mean anything anyway. <laughs> it's done. The league's finished. They've won the league, so just think as I say just think think ahead we need to start thinking ahead like it, it's going to creep up on us so fast and before you know it we're going to be getting battered by some minnows again in the first or second round of the Champions League qualifiers you've seen some of the things they, we can get though that we have a chance in hell like Shakhtar they will hammer us absolutely hammer us 4-1 Celtic <laughs> home and away Sparta brag isn't it <laughs> uh, no no the uh, who else can we get? Is it? Uh, I can't. I think couple English teams like that. I can't remember exactly, but I think some of the maybe Fenerbahce or some did a something. Oh, really? It's not. They're not the Mo grounds that we should have battered through last year. Okay, take after the group stage, Ferdinand Farkas. Yeah, and got eaten alive. Well, you never know. If we win one round, we're guaranteed the the Conference League, so we might go far in that. That'd be amazing. We'd win that. The finals in Afghanistan. That's what Hibs are going in next into. year. <laughs> Kabul Arena. <laughs> the Taliban can cheer us on. <laughs> Taliban CSC. <laughs> uh, all right, so you have to they, laugh at this stuff. That'd be good. That'd be all over that conference thing. Yes, please. European trophy. Thank you very much. Oh, well, I wouldn't care who was in it. I, Remember the Intertoto Cup? That would have been brilliant. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Any European trophy, I'd take that. Thank you very much. <laughs> Even if we enter the Women's Champions League. Anyway, we've got more chance than that anyway. Because the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the women's team, they're uh, top of the league, I know, they're anyway. just Nah, that Glasgow it, City are top of that. They seem to be... Oh, yeah. I thought Celtic, well, Celtic were above the ones by... Points and then went to six or something after that game. I don't know even the manager. Glasgow City, yeah. 
their manager's a character. Yeah, he's a lunatic. He was a grown man after the pitch. Like, he was still yeah. like, is that Alonso? Fan Alonso, isn't he? There wasn't even fans yeah. in the crowd, and he was like fist pumping the crowd. <laughs> Then Marino ran all the way down. See, just before we finish, what do you make of Marino? The, um, obviously, there's no speculation. It's just idiots doing polls on Twitter. But would you uh, would you entertain the idea? Uh, would I entertain it? But actually, no. Because the same as the Rafa Benitez stuff. It's another short-term fix. You're in a mess whenever they decide to leave, go. I think Mourinho's just going to end up being the Portugal manager. I don't think he's interested in club management anymore. I don't know what you think. I would take him in a heartbeat. <laughs> in a heartbeat. Even if you did get a manager like that, similar to what we were talking about, certain players that can galvanise you, I think if you could get a manager that's been there, done it, no necessarily even someone like Mourinho, with the prestige that he's, the, the, the record, what he's done in the game with Porto and Albeit the final against Celtic, I know what he was up to, but the Champions League thereafter, Inter Milan, his job at Real Madrid, even like it's overlooked the fact he even won the Europa, Europa League with Man United and all that, and the job he'd done at Chelsea. He's been an incredible manager. Um, I mean, he's a bampot, but he's some manager, and he would put if, if a massive if, like don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he's coming to Celtic, <laughs> I don't think yes, but if, if he hotel, did, yeah. yeah, if he did, um. He'd put Celtic back on a, a solid footing. He would completely and utterly change the team, the mentality. The problem being is that the board want a yes man, and that's my biggest, biggest fear, that they'll go out with their comfort zone and get in a director of football who they have to almost work with, like a Fergal Harkin. But then they'll try and bring in a manager that they can manipulate and have on strings and tell them who you can and can't sign. And that is a big worry because when you get a solid, strong personality and a man that wants greater autonomy like Rogers, albeit an egomaniac, when he starts identifying players and saying, this is how it will work, I need an academy, I need a new dome, I want Barrafield done, I need a new setup at Lennox Town, you need to sort the pitch out, I need a right back, I want this, I want that. They do not like that. Um, so that's a big concern that we're just getting another guy that's just, that is my biggest, what my biggest worry right now isn't even someone like Keane, my biggest worry is at the Gate Kennedy. Yes, yeah, I, I honestly, well, I, I I think had they won on Sunday, it's something they would have chanced and seen. Uh, they would have put the feelers out in the media to see could they get away with something like that. Because I think they yeah. chance. They try. I think they try anything to get past people at this stage. Like, I wouldn't even put them past Derek McInnes. Like, no way. You know, my, you know what my body would be is that they go and say something like, "He's done such a good job at Hibs." He's caught yeah. them to Europe. Like, some, that... How do you money do like, with our budget there? Yeah. Like, you've seen... He'd he done okay at Sunderland, but, like, he's got them to Europe with, with a shoestring. Like, if if we give him different players, he could really kick on. And that would be my worry. I thought it was going to be Jack Ross. I thought they were going to sack Lennon and give the Jack Ross back in October, November, I thought. He's, he's, he's one of the favourites. Yeah, and he's... Suit, he fits the bill, you know. He wears the jumpers and stuff like that. And he, he talks smart. He doesn't. He's all right in front of the media. And so he's a. Uh, he's all right for them. He, the Hibs fans can't stand him. They think his brand of football is absolutely murder. I know a lot of my mates want him out of the job. Um, they say it's torturous to watch. What's he playing? Four four two. Yeah. Um, 
big dodge up front, the old basketball player. And then um, the lad Nisbet got dropped for a wee bit because he was wanting to get his move down to Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah. yeah. And then Portress was meant to be going to Millwall as well. They'll lose a few players in the summer. Um, I think Boyle might be away. He's got a move in him and players like that. So his squad will be depleted. I would not be surprised in the slightest if he wanted a change and wanted out of there managerially. I think he'll... I think he'll realise there's a glass ceiling um, and like every manager prior to him um, won't get into the group stage. I don't think he's going to be any different. Um, I'd like to see it. I'd like to see Hibs and Aberdeen and all these sort of teams getting into the group stages, but you just sort of see the level sometimes. I'm a, I'm a massive fan of Scottish football and I'm a massive fan of promoting it, but you, you do sometimes see the financial limitations and the way that we're curtailed as a country and the teams that play here. When you even see teams like Kilmarnock, remember when they got beat off that Welsh team and all that? Yeah, but there's not really excuse still. Like, I think like, a lot of teams in Scotland are like celebrity losers. Like Dundalk got into the yeah. Europa League last year. Shamrock yeah. Rovers yeah. got, have gotten in. Dundalk have gotten in a few times. I think a lot of teams in the likes of Aberdeen are like, it's just a joke. They, they, they can't go far, qualify for European competition. There's, I mean, they've had a couple of tough ones. Like Real Sociedad, and that year they did get, and I think it was 2007, they've done amazing. Like, the Bayern Munich game. Bayern. Yeah. yeah, and then they played Copenhagen, beat them at, um, beat them at Pataudry and all that. And, um, but like, I'm talking about literally just getting to a group stage. Like, I'd, like Hibs, I think one of their best runs was when they got to like the third qualifying round. Um, but then it's that old... Battered off was it mold like eight 0 or something? Yeah. Oh, the well, there was no. I think you're thinking of the Dini Pro game. Yeah. No, no Dini Pro. Eh, eh, Malmo. Mal- yeah, Malmo. Yeah, yeah. Right. They struggled so much, and then like even Hearts. Hearts. Remember that year they got to the group stages. They played Hearts and all that. Played Hearts, did they? Eh, <laughs> eh, Liverpool. That was the playoff round, wasn't it? Yeah. They drew one oh, out there. Sorry that. that was that. Was that no Templeton that scored? Yeah, what, uh, Dave, you know, I remember Andy Driver. Was the Tino got a move to Sefco straight after that? Did Tino like leave us on a week after that goal? Was it that season he went? Yeah, it must have been yeah, because they won the cup. When, yeah. they were, when they were in the third division? Yeah, he went chasing the money. Yeah. And um, they also played against um, Dinamo Zagreb, the, that group called the BBB were over and all that sort of stuff. They, um, but I generally Scottish teams have been honking. And by the way, we're no, we're no, we kind of sit in throw stones and glasses anyone. like we. Yeah, exactly. We have been absolutely torturous. Um, generally, get to the group stages and then get popped out. That game against Copenhagen, you know, like when we were talking the other night about financial disparity. Like yeah, we, the difference between them and us is like us and those English teams. Yeah, but I looked into it. They've got a budget the same as Aberdeen. I checked that. We, I looked into our budget against Copenhagen. Their budget is derisory. Like, they had a 40-year-old man that ran, like, steamrolled us. I was, people were bouncing off. Yeah. They ended like up we, getting, they, Manchester United beat them in the quarterfinals, so they ended up not yeah, being yeah. that bad, but we bad. should have had the game done in the first leg. The first half. The first half away, we should have we, we should have put them to the sword. The game should have been finished. But that's what top teams do. Top teams just bar our teams and then put the, bit, put the tie to bed. We should have been through. But uh, not to be. Maybe next season. Thoroughly looking forward to us next season. Winning a domestic treble and the Europa League. Then the Super Cup. Then the next oh. season will contribute in the Champions League. Maybe unbeaten as well. Oh, aye. Another invincible season. The, um, 
well, we're going to be stay tuned and um, enjoy the rest of the season if possible.